Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to come to you and share with you the Word of God that He's put on my heart um, on a weekly basis to you, three times a week in this during this regular podcast, and then two other times during the week when you're joining our live services. I hope that you enjoyed the live services last night. I mean, Monday, Sunday night, because it was a good move of the Spirit. Um, God, you know, he did the Word and got out, but God moved in ways that I didn't think he, you know, I wasn't prepared for it, but that's okay. God is God, and we want God to take control. Well, Today, God spoke to me to start with a new study. We're going to we're going to go back probably maybe through this day with J.B. Phillips as we've been going. But God caught my eye this morning on something of some of the research that I have to do for the podcast and for preaching, you know, online services. Um, and I stumbled across a Bible study on the subject of why do we need the Bible. So that's what we're going to look at today. But before we do that, like always, here on podcasts, God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 72, we're going to start with a song, and the song is God is Able.
is able. Let me tell you something, saints. He is able to bring us through any part or trial of our lives. And this song kind of hits home today because of this question. You know, some of the stuff in this Bible study. And it's going to be, um, as far as we can, a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 episode potentially um, lesson. There's seven different Bible studies, I mean, thoughts on this Bible study, and we're going to deal with one thought at a time. Um, I'm gearing for seven episodes, but, you know, we try to keep a time limit on what we do, and so with the preaching part of it, I only got about 20 minutes to share with you, so if there's some extra things, I where we continue on the part of the lesson next week and start the next one praise the Lord I think you guys will be okay with that because you know we want to learn the word of God so we started out this question here today why do you need the Bible okay this question may not hold an easy answer for you perhaps you love to ponder its marvelous truths about God his creation, an incredible, everlasting blessing he has provided for you in Christ. Or maybe you read our answer in deep personal terms, reflecting on life-altering crises, in which the Bible, precious word, brought hope and healing. Most Christians probably have experienced help from the Bible on both of these levels. Resting in the comfort of the timeless truths while rejoicing in the beautiful memories of how the Word has guided them through life challenges. And so, as you move through this Bible study, we'll find a need. The Bible takes time to re reflect on the way God's Word has impacted the life, your life in the past. Alright. The first thought of why do we need the Bible, Bible study is this. The authority of the scripture. Okay. What do you think of when you hear the word authority? People often cringe at that word because they cringe at that word because as beings of who we are in Christ and who we are physically, we like to rule the roost of our lives. But when you become a Christian, you make a commitment to God to let you to let him control your life is that a fair statement mm -hmm. we got people in the studio here with us they're saying that is a fair mm -hmm. statement and you at home is that a fair statement to you guys too okay now we're going to look at 2nd Timothy chapter 
number three, and we're going to look at verses 15 through 17 for the first part of this thought on the the authority of the scripture. Okay, Second Timothy, if you got your Bibles with you, open them up to Second Timothy chapter number three, verse 15. And it says, And what that from a child thou hast known, the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is probable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect through early furnished unto all good works. Alright? Now, to better understand Second Timothy, okay, the scripture is telling us here, and it's talking to a young new preacher, fresh out, well, in their type of thing, seminary, but, you know, they didn't have Bible college, I believe, back then. The preachers were just caught up by God and they started to go out and preach the word. Well, of course, they were, you know, probably taught the teachings of Jesus, you know, through other older preachers and their synagogues and they knew some of the stuff that was being taught. So they didn't say go out. But it says that Timothy learned the scriptures since he was young. Okay, now why did Paul put this warning there out to him? Paul warned the young pastor Timothy of false teachers who would try to lead others astray. So that's one thing that he's trying to tell them as his job as a pastor in the office. He's got to protect his congregation of the thoughts that are coming out of people's mouths. So, in one way or another, Timothy is responsible, let's say, for one's teaching the young people, of teaching the adults, of teaching the younger younger people. And these people that he put in these positions, he's got to make sure that they are teaching the Bible. There was that one church where I was a Sunday school teacher for years. And I was teaching for quite a few years before this happened. But I'm not going to name the organization of the church or the name of the church because I don't have written consent to say their names. And you know, I don't want the show, the podcast here to be liable for anything, for dispersing. You know, some people get sensitive these days and they think that people are picking on them. But it wasn't the church I was attending. It was the fellowship. It was one of the churches in the fellowship. And we were basically they faced this problem in a church. The pastor put somebody in Sunday school 
and I believe it was from first grade to whatever how it goes and instead of the teacher teaching the Sunday school lesson she started teaching about crystals started teaching about new age religion type thing and the, the parents got wind of it from the kids because you know a good parent asks the kids what they learned in Sunday school this this week and they got wind of it they went to the pastor a lot of the the teacher got fired or let go from the position well the teacher decided to take the church to court and as they were going to the court unfortunately the teacher won and she had to be restored back as a Sunday school teacher now you might be saying well Pastor Ron that don't sound right it don't sound right exactly but the church did find a way because they when they fired her she was considered a volunteer and that's why there was lack of evidence to have their point but anyways long story short they basically did get her out of the position but they had to make all their teachers there sign an application where actually would have the training of what they were teaching and the, the proof that's what their trained their job was to do and see they didn't have it at first so they did that then they were able because now if that person started to teach the new age stuff again they have a a thing to stand on and what they were supposed to teach and what she was trained to teach she had to go this person had to go through the study and learn it and if there was a violation they could get her out of it and there wouldn't be no legal repercussions unfortunately the fellowship heard of this problem and they decided to deal with the, every church in the fellowship the same way at that point all of us teachers had to sign applications and then we had to we had to take I believe a six months six six study course once a month on each on each class that was in the church that they had from the nursery up to the adults and we had to study on what the, the obligations and what this we were supposed to our responsibilities was to teach that way it protected the this fellowship and all these churches in this fellowship without getting sued okay so that's what so pastors are got to be aware of what they're putting in and who what's teaching in these people's minds because especially kids because let me tell you something saints kids learn and they trust so he told them to be look out for false teachers 
as as a pastor but you know we gotta look out for false teachers in our own lives too if something people is teaching you and it's putting up red flags you need to go study the word and then if you find out that that person is not of the word you need to move on and not be associated with that that as a teaching anymore that person teaching you anymore because it could lead people astray into other religions okay so the scripture is a divinely inspiration okay okay rest assured that what we have learned was true okay scripture can make us wise instruction and help us make choices to lead us to salvation okay this stands in opposition to the directive words of false teachers see false teachers are trying to get you away from God so you need to put in what people are what God wants us to learn and live Okay. Now, another thing we want to learn here is it also said no. It also said that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Okay? And the man of God is talking about God, and they're using a different thing. I don't like the way that was written, but but what it basically means is that no man or no woman's offered scripture, for it is God's brief. So that means that everything that we read in the Bible, everything that we read in the Bible is is God's breath. So that means every author that writ God's under the binding of the Holy Spirit, which is believed, was and is the Word of God. And that's why we need to read the Word of God. Alright? Now, The second thought in this Bible study of of the authority of the scripture is Psalms 19. Okay? Psalms 119. And and we're going to read it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have, we're going to start in verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it, that I will keep thy righteousness judgment. I am afflicted very much quickened me, O Lord, according to thy word. 
except I beseech thee and free will offering of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. My soul is community in my hands, yet do I not forget thy laws. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I earn not from my priest I learned not from thy precept. The testimonies I have taken as an heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my ear heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. And we're gonna to share this thought because of the opening took a little longer than expected we're going to stop after this second thought and we'll come back and share whatever two thoughts well we'll see we might have time it says the scripture is a divine revelation okay the universe declares the glory of its creator this was an important assertion in bible times since pagan cultures saw the heavens and other elements of creation as God by themselves. By saying God is the creator of all, the psalmist declares this God is to be the one true God, glory over all. In other words, this is being finally declared in the day of the psalmist that wrote that there is only one God. Because there was the day were in around pagan people. And unfortunately over the history this lesson didn't get learned over Israel because they worshipped pagan gods along with worshipping God. And they ended up being taken captive into for a while. And for this as judgment. Okay. So we got to make sure we're serving the one true God. And that's why it's important to listen to the psalmist here and study the real word of God. The real word of God is only one God. Okay? Now, we got to... Focus on our, how life on earth depends upon regularity of the sun. Just like the psalmist, we can rejoice over God's provision. God's word reminds us of his glory evidently around us. Well, you know, me and my wife, since it was Valentine's Day, we decided to go out to a movie. And then out to eat after birds. But we went out to a movie and it was called Moon, Moon Falls. And it was about it was about about a disaster on how the moon got knocked out of orbit, and as it got closer to the Earth, what did it do? It started destroying it. It started to wreak havoc. It started to flood areas because you know we know the moon controls the tides. Okay. And that's why this is being important here that even though that this moon and sun is where we need to do, we got to focus regularly maintenance on our life 
can knock us out of control. Right? Just like that moon got knocked out of control and almost killed the earth. They did a lot of, did a lot of damage. If you if you are not living right and following this word, you're not doing a regular examination of keeping things right with God. And it can control, destroy your relationship. And that's why we got to stay in the confines of this. Alright? Now, Bible writers or authors that God picked conveyed key principles, key principles in ways that helped readers recall the truth, in spite them to apply those truths in their inspired them to apply those truths in their life. So, uh oh. That's how we keep our moon or our life not going out of control in orbit with God and sync with God by studying the key principles in the Word of God and applying those principles to our life. Oh, you mean, Pastor Ron, if it says not to steal, it's telling me I can't steal? Yes. It's telling me, Pastor Ron, that I gotta obey the laws of the land? And that means I can't go 60 when it's a 55 mile zone? Yes, that's what it means. As the pastor of a church I attended, not me, but as a pastor, one of the pastors I attended used to say, that is a rule and not a suggestion. So you're saying, Pastor Ron, I'm in school. I got to follow the rules and they can kick me out if I don't? Yes. So you're telling me if I don't follow the rules of God, I could lose my salvation? Yes. That's what I'm telling you. On all the counts. The Bible makes it clear to us. The foul says, Jesus says, give to Caesar what is Caesar and give to God what is God. And it also tells us to listen to our parents. And it also tells us to listen to our bosses. <laughs> so, yes, we got to follow the rules. And the Bible is built on principles of following his word and following his rules. Okay? God's words impact hearers in ways that help them put it into practice. So the Bible is going to teach you how to put this in practice. How to live the word in all these situations. The word also is a self-examination telling the faithful how to live. And that's the object of the Holy Spirit. You read the word, the Holy Spirit comes to convict you because, it, because you find out you're reading it wrong. I mean, you're doing wrong. And now you got to make the correction and live right for God. Okay? So the Bible helps us to self-examination and start living right and stop doing the things the Bible says. Oh, so you're telling me, Pastor Ron, that even though I got sin and I'm saved, that I can't sin? That's what I'm telling you. The Book of Rome tells us 
that God forbid can I still sin? No, you can't still sin, can you? Because if you do, you're not going to make it to heaven. You got to get your life right with God. And this is what the Bible is teaching us. Okay? Now, the Lord reveals his truth and glory in creation. And then more clearly and authoritatively in his word. So, God gave us a way to see what he created, which is the world, the landscapes, uh, the trees. Uh, the beautiful sights, um, the rainforests, um, everything that we enjoy to look at, being on the sea, looking at the waves, shows us the natural thing of what God did, but also through his word, authoritatively tells us. As Christians, we need to meditate on his word. Oh, now, pastor, you're getting to, to the point now where you meddling. Now you're telling me I got to read his word every day? Yes, you do. Now, I commend my wife. Every morning, every morning, she gets up at 5 a.m. After she goes to do her business in the bathroom that she's got to do, she comes back to the bed, and she pulls out her Bible, and she pulls out her devotion, and she goes about a half hour to 40 minutes of reading the Word of God. Okay. Now I'm not saying that she don't go to bed back to bed sometimes afterwards, but she gives God and meditation to that. And I'm not saying you have to be like my wife and read first thing in the morning. Some people like to read before they go to sleep. Some people like to read during the day as they go. But the point is we got to study and medicate the word of God to help us not just learn the word of God but how to examine our lives and live the Word of God. Okay? Now, the third thought and final, and we're just going to go ahead and do it so we can finish out the lesson. We're going to go over a little bit, but I think we'll be okay. We're at 32 minutes, so we can go over a few minutes. The producer's giving me a look in here. It's like, no, you need to stop. But... He also realizes, the producer realizes also that, you know, God's word is along as what God wants and not what we want all the time. Because we're not really constricted to, as he's waving me on, stop talking, um, to a time where we stop. We just decide that a half hour is what we we want to stay at. And it sounds like we might have to move it up to 40 minutes or something because lately that's what we've been doing. But anyways, I digress. The third thought is the scripture gives us divine direction. And we kind of talked about this already. But there's, there's some a little bit more to talk about. All right. Now. And we already read the scripture for this and this thought. You find guidance and law. Okay? What do you mean guidance and law? Well, it teaches guidance how to live for God and it gives us the law or the rules of what not to break. Okay? God commands suffering is parallel with the snare of the wicked. Okay? 
this all builds up to the psalmist is proclamation proclamation that he would keep God's commands because they were the joy of his heart now what it sees suffering means the storms of life or suffering because we're doing sin in our lives because sometimes God allows storms of life to come into our lives when we're sinning and sometimes we have a Job experience where the word of God where God allows the devil like he did with Job to come and put storms on us to prove the devil wrong okay but this emphasizes the central role of the scripture ought to fill through our seasons of life. In other words, I will tell you, when I'm going through a, a storms of life, even though I'm a pastor, sometimes the last thing I want to do is pull up my Bible and read about it. Amen or oh me. Our nature is to go and fix it on our own. But the Bible tells us, let God take care of it. It's God's fight. Okay? We need to read the scriptures of how people dealt with it. We need to go read the book of Job and how Job felt. Yes, Job went through a lot. But in the end, because of his faithfulness of what he did, Job got everything back and more. Okay? So whatever season of life that you're in, you need to read the word of God and you need to pray the word of God and you need to praise God okay no matter what season of life you're in we live each day we should look to the word to light our way in other words I pray when I read now my my wife as I said does a more structure instruction reading okay and sometimes I do too, but most of the time when I read, I ask God to show me what scripture he wants me to read today and teach me what you want me to know for today, just like we do it here. Now, I'm not saying she's doing it wrong, because God can lead her through the day, give her what she needs as she's reading to, for the day, okay? It's just different ways of looking at it. But the word of God will light your way and teach you how to live through that day. Okay? Because scripture is a lamp for lost souls to find spiritual truth. But it is also a source of light for God's people as they walk their life. So the scripture also helps people come to the Lord and God gives you the scripture to teach people who don't know God about God and share and bring them in to this life as a Christian by asking God into their hearts and life okay now God's word holds an important role in the believer's life Heritage. What do you mean heritage? Well, we know heritage is something you pass down from generation to generation. It speaks to legacy. Words handed down from generation, such as heritage, place, value, unknowing, and practicing 
the word so the last final thing before I sum this up is and God does tell us to pass his word his precepts from generation to generation and that's partly what this podcast is doing that's partly what God's internet church online church is doing as we record it and as I got in places they can go my sermons are all and services are all saved to platforms that they can go to and and be a heritage even after I'm gone and they can still be used even after I'm gone but it's also the people who sit there and listen to me week after week at this podcast and people who watch me online and the churches that I guess speak at sometimes it's something as part of the heritage that I'm passing the word of God on I'm not my heritage it's God's heritage of this ministry I see it's a lot of ministers say it's their ministry and my and and my their podcast but yes there's sometimes I I misspeak and say well I gotta do my podcast today honey which I tell my wife but you know what really this podcast is not mine it's God's the online church yes I'm the shepherd under the under shepherd of God's internet church online church but it's actually God's the high shepherd and it's his church he just allows me to preach that teach and take care of this little section of his church okay that's what but we need to pass it on from generation to generation and we need to watch it so people don't come in false teachers and destroy what God is building because let me tell you something saints the devil wants to kill and destroy it and, and destroy ministries for people not to get close to God so to sum this up scripture authority comes straight from God and it affirms within us by the spirit as we read and apply it to our lives the authority of the scriptures mean that it can offer guidance, provide direction through life. Many diverse circumstances, scripture speaks with authority into our lives. Though any seasons to all believers, as we seek God in reading and teaching and discussing his word. So basically here, it's here to teach us it's here to guide us it's here to keep us right and it's here to get people into the kingdom of God and that's what this lesson is called why this lesson is called why this lesson is called The authority of the scriptures and why and the lesson Bible study is called why do we need the Bible and because the authority of the scriptures and this is kind of a little bit overview and I'm glad we did get through it and I know we went over about 10 minutes I apologize for that and we're still not done we got to do the prayer request 
and then um, about closing remarks but so we might go over a little bit longer than normal I apologize for that but I wanted to finish the review now tomorrow we're going to be studying the Bible provides moral guidance and basically we're going to start in the next seven week shows podcasts we're going to break it down what we just learned and how, why we need to do it okay so the Bible section is over now we're going to go through our scripture I mean our prayer requests we, and what we're going to do because we're running a little late we're going to just pray them all for um, a journey you know all at one time but I'm going to go through them real quick um, for James Weaver which is my dad we got, he's got an aneurysm on his heart and we need to pray that that disappears or don't grow for my mom's back and she's got a lot of pain in her back and it was starting to go away and and um but now it's coming back and causing problems again and then for my cousin Margaret she has an unspoken with uh with what's going on with her brother she wants things to work out there because of a family issue she's got kind of a similar thing that's going on with my wife and her brother and but also her leg it's been bothering her and then help her with the grieving of her loss her mother and father they passed away one passed away a few years ago the other one passed about seven months eight months ago and then for our friend Lloyd he's got cancer then from my wife's brother and her as they're trying to close the estate the house that got sold um, so we're waiting to hear details about that and then that end anabically and then for my friend Sean he's like a brother from another mother he's uh he's got two unspokens one he knows about he told me the other unspoken is what I want unspoken something I'm observing and then uh he wants prayer for his mother's hip placement resurgery recovery she's been having some issues there and for my friend Paul in Georgia for his back and that his daughter don't get coronavirus and that his business does better and for my cousin Sharon and and all of her family all the in her family for my aunt Denise and her back and her surgery she's got to come up with to do and then for my cousin Lori and all the things that's going on in her life and then for my blood pressure and even today driving over to through the podcast in the church office here today and uh, I kind of felt like I was going to pass out or something was going to go wrong and and I said Lord no 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 not now my wife wasn't with me I was in the car by myself and God answered my prayer and I'm, I don't know exactly I'm feeling better but I don't know exactly how it worked out so far but what's going to happen hopefully I'm I'm going to say I'm on the air tomorrow but because I really in these times don't want to go to the hospital if I don't have to I do got an appointment coming up next Saturday for 
my heart doctor to look what's going on with my blood pressure. And then, um, and then for my grandma, for her eyes and her ears and her legs to get a little bit better, me and my mom felt that God wants us to pray for that for her. So that's what we're praying, we're going to pray about to let her have a little bit more happy life. Because she's at the stage now that she's praying to go home. Because she feels that she can't do what she used to and she feels useless. But and we all tell her that she's not useless, but she, she wants to feel useful. So we're asking God to give her some back or all of it back so she can do it. So, And then for parts of the ministry that I birthed, the God's birthing in me, some of them we did. You know, the podcast is joining us with us now on God's Internet Church services and I'm glad that you guys are part of it and I hope it's been a blessing to you so let's pray for these needs all at one time dear Heavenly Father we ask you right now you're the great architect you're the great doctor you're the one that created us we just ask you to go into all these prayer request needs of health and we just ask you to fix whatever needs to be fixed and do whatever needs to be done and Lord for unspokens and and health and unspokens and 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 things need to be done in people's lives we just ask you to touch and make a way for them we ask you all this in jesus name amen and amen now i'm going to lead you with the benefiction of the different scriptures that god has put on my heart to share with you and I picked this one today and it says now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant equip you with every good that you may do his will working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be the glory forever and ever amen Hebrews 13, 20, and 21. And I ask that as a benediction over your life right now. And I ask you to read this over your family today and this week. And all the other ones I keep asking you. It's Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Read these over your families and you'll find out that your family and you have a, a, a more interesting good life. But you also may find out that the devil might attack you more too. But you know what? I'd rather have the devil attack me than not be close to God. Because that means I'm where we should be praising God for our those attacks. Because that means I'm where God wants me to be. And on that note, we're coming to the end of our podcast. And I'd like to say God bless you. Thank you for joining me today on episode 72. And join us tomorrow on God's Internet Church, episode 73. I want you to love one another, help one another, be kind to one another, especially in these times. And join me next time on God's Internet Church podcast, Wednesday. And also God's Internet Church podcast of the night version. And be uh, with the, we'll have the Bible study on and then you know 
praise the Lord. On that note, I say God bless you. See you next time for God's Internet Church. And have a blessed week. Blessed day.